Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who needs no call sign, Brandon Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. Now, that is a reference to, of course, Top Gun Maverick, which we have been, Ben and I have been asking Trevor to watch this movie for months, and it's it's one of the better movies out there. I, I don't know if you can get much better than Top Gun Maverick. It was that good. Um, and I... I I, Trevor, I think you liked it a lot, but uh, Ben shares the exact same opinion I do, that it's it's up there, up there. Uh, so we, of course, got to welcome Ben. Ben, how are you? I mean, I'm, I'm doing great now that Trevor, now that we all, for the first time, we this is the first time we've ever podcasted where we've all now three seen the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> so it's a big day. It's a pretty big day. Honestly, it's probably the most excited I've ever been for a podcast um, because I think we should just talk about Top Gun Maverick for an hour. I mean, I would have no issue with that. And honestly, Trevor, I'm kind of upset with you. Because it's almost October and you waited till now I, to see it. I'm, I'm happy that you saw it, but it's absolutely ridiculous that you're probably the last person. There's eight billion people on this planet. You've got to be the last one that it, has seen it's, that movie. It's like you top have to ten. Have been the last it's one. like top ten highest grossing movie ever. It might be like top five at this point, right, Ben? Or maybe it's like six or seven. Uh, I don't think it's that high, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's got like a 1.5 billion or something. Yeah, so, so. you're you're you definitely got to have some FOMO or something, Trevor. I mean, you were towards the end. Yeah, I mean, for me, movies, it's it's always tough to, like, go to a movie theater, sit there for two hours, especially, like, if I'm just going alone, like, out of my way to drive to the movie theater. But you guys really convinced me. You guys, you guys sold me on it. And also just, like, watching the trailer. Yesterday, I went and did a little bit of Google research. I, I got some, like, I got a quick summary of, like, the first movie, stuff like that. And I really was, like, I was really excited. I was I was hyped for it. Yeah, it's it's just a fabulous movie. But look, we're not on the Top Gun podcast, Um and I will say, Ben and I have some good call signs that we made up. Ben, what was your call sign? Oh, it's it's Jumpman. It's oh, yeah, Jumpman. it's Jumpman. Jumpman. Mine was Raven. Yeah. Mine was Raven, which kind of makes that's, sense. That's a good one, too. That's a good I one. like Jumpman a lot, though. That, that's really cool. But, yeah, Trevor, we got to think of your, your call sign. You can't be boring and just say, I'll be Trevor, just like Bob. No. No. You need to come up with something interesting. I think it should be like Patriot or something. No, it can't or be. Brady. No. Brady. No. No. Nah. Brady? Can't name your call sign no. after no. No. <laughs> no, no. Who else is Tom? What about like West Virginia? What about like Kiss's sons or something, you know? Like like Tom Brady, you know. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> Wade? Wade? Let's move on from here. Dwayne? Heat? Heat's not a bad oh, one. Oh, Heat's kinda cool. How about how about T Dog? No. That's what that's what Top Gun would be if it was written by like twelve year olds. That's what Top Gun would be if it was written by you, Trevor. Is everyone to be yeah. like? No. <laughs> everyone would so just bad. be their name. It'd just be like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there is a good one. I don't know. We'd have to really like think for a we'll while. We'll think about it. You we'll think about it. it. All right, let's get into it. Um, here in small talk, we got to start off, of course, with some uh, some big news coming out of the Boston Celtics camp. Um, Trevor, how do I pronounce? How do I pronounce the name? Imi Aduko? Adoko? Adoka? Yeah. So the Celtics suspended uh, Ime Udoka okay. for for this season. Yeah, he's suspended for the entire season after what came out. He broke the the uh, he had a violation for breaking the team's code of conduct. Code of conduct. Uh, we really haven't had an enormous amount of information on this story. We know that according to the coach, they had uh, he had an intimate consensual relationship with a female member of the team staff. I'm quoting that. Uh, so I don't know. We haven't received an enormous amount of information on this. Obviously, this is a big story, and it's quite weird that a coach is being suspended for one year. I feel like that's never really happened like this. Uh, so, Trevor, your, your thoughts on this and how this affects the Boston Celtics? Yeah, it's just really weird. I mean, obviously, this is a huge hit to the Celtics. I mean, uh, they already had like the trade rumors where Jalen Brown was put in trade rumors with Kevin Durant, 
And I think from that, you might have thought, like, okay, this might be something that could potentially, like, hurt the team, like, chemistry-wise. Like, I don't know, it, it could hurt. And now you have this coming out. Um, obviously, M.A. Udoka had a great first season with the Celtics coaching last year. They went all the way to the NBA Finals, came very close to being the Warriors. I mean, that game four, it took Steph Curry playing maybe his best game ever, having 43 points, um, to, to beat the Celtics to even it up, which kind of changed the series. But the Celtics were very close to winning the championship. So for now, a couple this string of events that has happened, of unfortunate events for the Celtics, where you have the trade rumors with Jalen Brown, now this, I mean, this is by far the worst thing that's happened. I mean, this is huge, and it, and it definitely sucks for the Celtics. Um, it, it is going to hurt them. I mean, looking at, like, their projected win total, I think it went down a couple wins. Um, and, I mean, before this, I would have said that the Celtics were uh, definitely probably the second-best team in the East, you know, contending with the Bucks there. But now I'm even more confident that the Bucks probably should be the favorite in the East after this happening. Um, as far as, you know, the details of this, again, we don't really know too much about it. Ultimately, you know, the Celtics have their own code of conduct, just like really any other workplace does, you know, you know, like where we all work. Like every workplace has their own code of conduct, and obviously uh, this is something that it breaks the code, code of conduct. You know, you could show like favoritism toward uh, someone you have a relationship with, you know, things like that. So it's not good. Um, not good that this happened. So we'll have to see how the Celtics deal with this. Um, they have made their assistant coach, Joe Mazzola, the interim head coach, which is relevant to me because I am a West Virginia basketball fan and Joe Mazzola played for the West Virginia Mountaineers uh, from 2006 to 2011. He was actually part of that final four team, my favorite West Virginia team ever that beat Kentucky, the Kentucky team with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins en route to uh, a Final Four where they then lost to Duke, the eventual national champions. But, uh, you know, he was a huge part of that team. He was um, he, he actually had a big game in that Kentucky game. He was a really good player, known for his um, hard work, his hustle plays. You know, he was really a huge energy guy uh, for that West Virginia team. Made hustle plays, dove on the floor for loose balls, took charges. Like, he was going at it with DeMarcus Cousins, I remember, in that game. So... You know, he wasn't the player that had a ton of talent, but always, like, you kind of could recognize him for, like, his energy. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does with the Celtics now. I know Jason Tatum came out and spoke highly of him, but, you know, we, we won't really know it until we actually see it. I mean, he's had other jobs. Uh, I think he was, like, the head coach for, like, Fairmont State, I think, when we were uh, in school at BG, actually. And then from there, he advanced, became a Celtics assistant, um, amongst other jobs, and... Now he's getting his first chance at head coach, so we will see what happens with the Celtics, but I do think this probably will hurt their chances this season. Yeah, it, and it seems like the uh, the potential coaching options that they have are very limited. I know they, you know, you talked a little bit, but like they, I forget the exact coach that's going to be, uh, you know, coaching for them, but supposedly their like associate head coach left to go to Milwaukee, right? Isn't that correct, Trevor? So, so uh, the Utah Jazz. Utah so Will Jazz. Hardy, their Will Hardy, their top assistant, uh, left the team, and he's now uh, the coach of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, uh, and Bob, or Brad Stevens said there's absolutely no way he's going to coach. So this is this has a lot of ramifications on the Celtics. They're definitely probably not going to be quite as good. Um, ben, any any quick thoughts on this before we move on? Yeah, I mean, again, like um, the the question is, like, I mean, the season starts in like less than a month. I mean, the NBA starts in October, so. 
very obviously it's not an ideal situation, but the timing of this could not be worse in terms of now you got a new interim head coach. And obviously, like if you're an interim head coach, you're already kind of put at a disadvantage because you're thrown into a situation that typically is not a good situation. Um, and this is by no means a good situation. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like like Trevor said, like the Celt- the Celtics still have talent. Um, this absolutely hinders their their ability and their chances to repeat as Eastern Conference champions and get to the finals again. But they still have talent on their team. Um, and I think it will – this will be a good example of how much in the NBA does coaching matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but a lot of times you have, you have good players in the NBA, you'll be okay. I mean, look at the Cavs. Like they, I mean, Tyron Lue's not a very good coach, but they had LeBron. They were okay for a little bit. Um, so I'm inter- interested to see how the Celtics play this year with, without their head coach um, and, and see how big of a difference it will make. I think it will make a difference, I think, to, to the extent um, that, that their play lacks, will, I think will be the, the biggest question going into this season for them. All right, well, let's keep on moving on here. Another developing NBA story uh, that is a really big deal. Uh, the Phoenix Suns' majority owner, Robert Sarver, uh, was suspended, fined $10 million after an investigation um, into him and, uh, you know, kind of making a horrible workplace, uh, you know, saying a lot of things he definitely shouldn't be saying um, and that are really, really not good. Um, and I know, like, now he's, like, going to sell the team, it seems like. Uh, not like I, I think a ton to go on here. I th- feel like this has been the news for a little bit, but Trevor, anything you want to comment on? Yeah, I mean, I think we've known for a while that Robert Sarver is just like a terrible dude, and uh, you know we've kind of wanted him to to sell his team, and now it seems like he finally has the intention to do so. Um, but it obviously it, it took you know players coming out. I mean, LeBron, Chris Paul, players coming out. There was even like a someone within the Suns organization. I, I don't know exactly what this person's job title does or was, but they kind of spoke out. Uh, you know, talking about how you know like all the bad things that Sarver's done, how he needs to uh, sell, stuff like that. I mean, just, uh, there's just so many. There's just hundreds of, like, comments that were cited. I didn't read through the entire uh, piece, but uh, just so many, like, misogynistic, racism, racist comments that from Robert Sarver. Uh, just not good, and I just hope that this comes to a resolution here. Um, now, because he's the owner, of course, he's still going to get, you know, a few, a couple billion dollars, probably for this, um, or billion, I said, I mean, million, a couple million dollars, I believe. So, you know, we'll see, I mean, the way the NBA as a, a business is continue to thrive, he's probably going to get quite a lot of money for this. Um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast the other day, and he was talking about how, uh, he thought, you know, this would go for more money than people probably expect. Um, given, you know, how the, how the Suns have become a really good franchise as of late. So, It'll be interesting to see, but it does seem like now that process has started, um, and I guess we'll have to see what candidates emerge um, to kind of uh, potentially buy this. I mean, I, I've seen quite a few, I've, like Jeff Bezos, which he's probably going to be throwing into everyone. I don't know how interested he actually would be, but there's plenty of other guys as well uh, that have a lot of money that would that are probably big basketball fans that would be interested. So we'll have to see. I, I hope we get an owner... Um, uh, like the Clippers owner that, that's very passionate um, about the game, you know, st- something like that. But we'll have to see what happens with this. All right, well, let's let's keep on moving on here uh, to the NBA rank, which ESPN did. Um, and uh, this is for the upcoming 2022-2023 season, so it's kind of in terms of projection, um, it seems like. Uh, so, Trevor, we'll again start with you as the, the, the main NBA expert. Uh, do, what did they get right? What did they get wrong? Seems like LeBron at six is way too low. 
Now, granted, I would have said that if LeBron was at <laughs> one as well. So uh, maybe that doesn't mean a lot coming from me. But Trevor, what did you think about the rankings? So I think uh, the biggest thing here is that first of all, they're doing the, they're like projecting forward. So they're saying who are going to be the best players this season, the twenty two twenty three this season. So I think that is important, and I think that changes uh, what the ratings could or should be. Right um, now, I think the first thing that kind of stands out to me, honestly, is. Um, well, actually, well, the the worst thing they did, I think, was James Harden. James Harden's ranking. They put James Harden at number eleven. Um, now, I guess if you're arguing that James Harden's going to come back and be as good of a player as he was two years ago, then he probably would be around number eleven. However, I just don't believe that's going to happen. I mean, this past year, James Harden was. Uh, I mean, just in the playoffs in the regular season, he wasn't very good. He was very inconsistent. And to project that James Harden's going to be the 11th best player, um, I, I just think we're kind of living in the past with that ranking. I mean, he's not quite as good anymore. He's getting older, into his 30s now. I don't see it. At the moment, I don't even think James Harden's a top 25 player. I mean, if I go through the list right now and I make it, he's not going to be in the top 25. So if I'm projecting forward, will he be better than he was this past season? I mean, he definitely could be. Um, I guess I would say yes, probably. But I'm not sure on that. But 11 just seems pretty wild to me um another thing that really stood out honestly um Steph Curry at five I think Steph Curry should have been higher I really do I I mean this past season he he just won the finals MVP the Warriors won the title he was incredible you know either the first or second best player in the playoffs him or Giannis he was awesome him him being fifth I disagree I think that's a little underrated I'd put Steph at number two or three to be honest with you um, so I, I don't agree with that. Obviously Giannis at number one is correct. And then, um, the two other notable ones that everyone's going to be talking about debating their rankings is going to be LeBron and Kevin Durant. Now they had LeBron, Brandon, you said at number six, um, I'm pulling up. It's, it's kind of annoying how they have this in different tabs, but I believe they have LeBron at six. I believe they had Kevin Durant at number eight, um, which was interesting. I think... First of all, I think Kevin Durant should be ahead of LeBron. I think the level that Kevin Durant's playing at, they both have missed a lot of games. They both have had their injury problems. But I think overall, I think Kevin Durant's a better player than LeBron is right now. And I think he'll probably be a better player this season than LeBron. So I would rank Kevin Durant higher. Um, I'd probably put Durant somewhere in the top five, three, four, or five. And LeBron, I, I think six isn't, I think that's pretty fair. I'd have him probably six or seven. Um, so... Just a few things that stood out there. I, I could go on and on about many other things, but I think those are some of the biggest things that I wanted to point out. Yeah, um, very, very interesting. Again, LeBron is way too low at number six. Um, so, Ben, any any final thoughts on NBA rank before we move on here? Yeah, just just two things. I mean, Trevor already said, like, Steph Curry at five, I think is ridiculous. I think he should be top three. I agree with you, Trevor. Um, and then... It's not even that Kevin Durant's at eight. My, the issue that I have with that is that Jason Tatum's at seven. That bothers me. Yeah. Jason Tatum was not good in the finals. He was terrible in the finals. He shot like whatever. Terrible from the floor, I remember. <laughs> um, I have I have a lot of issues with him being ahead of Kevin Durant. Again, Jason Tatum top ten, sure. And going into the playoffs last year, I was like, all right, I'm all in on Jason Tatum. Like he is he is who I'm rooting for, and he let me down. So him uh, him not in the top or him being seven doesn't necessarily bother me. It's the fact that he's seven and Kevin Durant's eight that really bothers me because I don't think there's any world that. I will take you seriously if you tell me that Jason Tatum is better, better than Kevin Durant. And yes, Kevin Durant's been 
He's had injury issues. He hasn't been healthy the last few years, like 100% for the whole year. But I still think I'd rather have Kevin Durant on my team taking the last shot than Jason Tatum uh, nine times out of ten. So I have an issue with with uh, with Jason Tatum being ahead of Kevin Durant. That bothers me a lot. The LeBron thing, I actually, I think it's fair. I think I don't think he's a top-five player. Honestly, if he was at eight, I wouldn't have an issue with it. I, I do not think that LeBron um, deserves to be in the top-five at this point. He's still good, but he's not a top-five player in, in the NBA anymore. Sorry, Brandon, it's just a fact. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not, but that's all right. We'll keep on moving on. Um, let's get over to college football. Little little recaps of the games. Not nothing too crazy. I, I feel like we didn't have that crazy of a week in college football. Um, you know, in terms of top twenty five teams, as I'm looking here, I think there was only two upsets or maybe three. Uh, so, and most of them were were you know lower seated teams. Texas Tech beating Texas. Uh, Miami's losing to Middle Tennessee. Um, so not nothing super duper crazy, but we did have a couple interesting games. Tennessee pulled out the game against Florida. Uh, they had game day there it was thirty eight thirty three. Definitely want to talk about A and M beat Arkansas. A and M now has two top twenty five wins twenty three twenty one at home. Uh, and of course, Clemson and Wake Forest seem to be a shootout in OT fifty one forty five. Um, so Ben, let's let's head over to you first. Any, any comments you want to make on some of these games um, to finish up yeah. small talk? I mean, Texas A&M winning any game for the rest of the year is going to be hilarious because it's just going to remind people that they're really good, but they lost to Appalachian State. Um, so Texas A&M beating a, a top-10 team in Arkansas I think is hilarious because, again, all it does is upset the Texas A&M fans that are mad that they, they have a pretty good chance of, one, winning the Big 12 and maybe making the playoffs if they didn't lose to Appalachian State, which is always hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Tennessee-Florida, like, good for Tennessee. Tennessee's one of those teams, like, every year it's like, all right, are they going to be anything this year? And we'll find – honestly, t- Tennessee – you know what Tennessee is? Tennessee is what Georgia was, like, 10 years ago, where every year it's like, oh, they're back. Here we go. And I'm like, until they prove to me that they're good, I'm not going to believe that they're good because they're always going to blow it. Um, so Tennessee beats, you know, ranked Florida. Florida two weeks ago was, you know, a thir- 13th team in the country or whatever, and now they've lost two in a row um, or whatever it is. They're, they're struggling a little bit. But I still don't have faith in Tennessee. I don't care that they just beat a, t- a ranked team in Florida at home by five. I floor, or Tennessee, I'm taking the the Tennessee approach that I took for 10 years um, with Georgia, which is until they do something, I'm not going to believe in them. So I, I don't care that Tennessee is going to be probably a top 10 team um, this week. I don't, I will not believe in them until they do something. So until they beat like an Alabama or Georgia, I'm not going to believe that that they will ever win the SEC. Yeah, I I mean it's look, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting battle in the SEC. I'm excited for an Alabama Georgia game whenever we do get that. Trevor, any uh, you know, comments you want to have on the games this past Saturday? Yeah, so a few a few notable results: Clemson defeating Wake Forest in double overtime, fifty-one forty-five. Uh, big game there, really solid game. That was arguably the best game of yesterday, I would say. I mean, you have that one, you have the Texas Tech Texas game. Uh, you know, there were a few pretty solid ones um, as well. I think, by the way, speaking of Texas Tech, Texas. I mean, the Texas Tech coach said it in the locker room, they are the team to beat. So uh, just, you know, take notice, Ben and, and Brandon. Texas Tech is the team to beat. They are the best yes. team in the country. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's going to be coming after them, giving them their best shot, you know, because Texas Tech is, they are the best team in the country. So we'll have to see with that. Um, one more shout out, America's team. Uh, this is this is just sad news, Ben. America's team took a loss. Uh, Appalachian State, they lost to James Madison, 32-28. And as as you mentioned, it was a huge comeback. They were up they were up twenty eight to three at one point, which is I mean I I have a memory of twenty eight to three that I really love. This one, however, uh, was not a, a good result here for America's team, Appalachian State. Just just very unfortunate. I hope they can bounce back next week. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on here to wrap up small talk. Of course, we have small talk trivia. Um, and what what's the score, Trevor, today? So the score is going to be who's uh, in first place. Let's just let's just answer that question. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, you were in first place with eighteen points. Obviously, you had that lucky you had the easy question last week from Ben. Uh, ben is in second with sixteen and a half, and then I am in last with fifteen points. All right, very, very interesting. Well, today, here's the order. I will be asking a question first to Ben. Ben, you will be asking the question to Trevor, and Trevor, you'll be asking me. So, Ben, I'm going to be honest. My question today is not super easy. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, might be, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, expect anything less from you. Okay. Might be a little bit of a shot in the dark here, but I think it's an interesting question. And to give you two clues, number one, it's a funny answer, and number two, and I'll give, I'll give the second clue in a second, and this is a clue for both of you. All right, here we go. It's a funny answer. Yeah, it's a funny answer. What player in the NFL has currently, this season, has the most fumbles? And let me give you a clue. It's not an offensive player? It is an offensive player. Okay. And it is a quarterback. The, the most fu- Is this fumbles lost or just fumble? Uh, um, I, I think it's just fumbles. Just fumbles. Okay, well, I, I mean, I know for a fact Joe Burrow's fumbled the ball like three times. He hasn't lost all three. Um, maybe not three, but uh, shoot. Fumbles lost. Or just fumbles in general. Just fumbles. Um, it's a quarterback? Yeah. Well, my first guess would be Lamar Jackson because he's a, he's the closest thing to a running back that you're going to get a quarterback. Right. Um, But you said it's a funny answer. So that honestly, I'm mad that you said that because now that's making me think more than I would want to on this. Now I'm going to overthink yeah. this. You and just because I think this question is a little bit difficult, you think I would ask a question that would put Lamar Jackson in a bad light? Well, now I think you're playing reverse <laughs> psychology with me. I'm just saying, you think I would ask a question to put that wonderful man in a bad light? I don't know. Sometimes it's just sometimes it just happens because it's really easy to, to show how bad he is a quarterback. Well, I mean, his MVP would uh, speak differently. But it's well, yeah, I think the, the Ravens' point. attitude towards paying him would also show it. <laughs> the Ravens want to pay him. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know, dude. A funny answer. I don't know what that would mean. Patrick Mahomes. I'm just going to go Patrick Mahomes' final answer. I'm not going to overthink it. All right. Um, that is incorrect. Trevor, what do you think? Okay, so most fumbles, uh, and you said it's a quarterback, most fumbles currently this season. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just fumbles lost. Yeah. It could be fumbles. I actually, I, 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 let me clarify one other thing. There's technically two answers. I didn't realize there was two. If you gave either one, I, it's would, a tie. I, would, I would say that's good. It's a tie. Okay. So most fumbles in general, and it's a quarterback. Wait, so it's it's two quarterbacks tied with the most fumbles? Yes. Like over running backs? Yes. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, you said this is a funny answer, Brandon. And when you said that and you asked this question... And then you mentioned okay, because I would have never, I would have never said Lamar Jackson because obviously, like you said, you would not put Lamar Jackson in a bad light. However, there is a player that is a quarterback that I think you would absolutely try to put in a bad light, okay. and that is Tom Brady. Okay. And Tom Brady has fumbled at least twice this year. Okay. Um, now I don't know if that's definitely the answer, but it could be. Um. I think it could I mean be. I know Carson he's one of Wentz, my least favorite NFL players. So it, it it definitely could be Tom Brady. Um Carson Wentz has fumbled a couple times. Joe Burrow's fumbled a few times. Um who else do we got here? 
So Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Joe Burrow, those are three possible mm-hmm. answers. I think I think Russell Wilson might have fumbled at least mm-hmm. at least once. Um but how would he get three? I don't know. Russell Wilson, I think that's another possible answer. You have who else? A funny answer. I mean, Baker has how many times has Baker fumbled? I don't know. I, I, I haven't really watched the Panthers, so I, I don't know. Um, but that would that would not be surprising if you asked if it was Baker. But you know what? I, I think so most fumbles. Does Tom Brady have a third fumble? I feel like you gotta have three to, to be the answer for this question. I'm trying to think if Brady had a third. Mm-hmm. Here's my question though. Do you have an answer like at all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Okay. So Carson Wentz is known as the fumbling quarterback. However, I think you kinda like Carson Wentz actually. I'm not gonna I guess. I do not Carson like Carson Wentz. Wentz. He does not like it. There's no way Brandon likes Carson. <laughs> no, don't like Carson I'm not, Wentz. I'm not, I don't like Carson him much Wentz at all. Carson Wentz is the fumbling. He is the fumbling king. However, I'm not going to guess Carson Wentz. I'm going to guess it's Tom Brady. Right. I think he's tied with one other quarterback for the most fumbles. Final answer. Yes. Tom Brady is incorrect. Trust me, I would love love to bring a bad stat up about Tom Brady, but it is not. So the quarterback that he this the, the original the answer that I wanted you to say. Okay, so I'm not going to give you that one. The quarterback he's tied with is Matt Ryan. So if you gave me Matt Ryan, I would have accepted it with five fumbles. I thought about Matt Ryan. However, the quarterback I did okay. want you to say was the reigning best quarterback in the AFC North for three years, uh, Baker Mayfield, who also has five fumbles and has been playing terrible this season. So no mind games, Ben. So simply straight up what so I close. said. It was a funny answer. I would never put I just I don't like so close. you giving that quote-unquote hint of it's a Dang. funny answer because that completely changed the way I was thinking. So I, I think you actually but, made a harder but right. But Trevor actually, he, he deduced, he actually did a good job. Is Tom Brady also like that? Is but I don't think that's a funny answer. Well, Tom Brady's not, not a Tom funny Brady's answer, Brady's not funny. It's someone that Brandon doesn't like, so it's funny to him. Yeah. I just don't, I I, th- I think that you actually made it harder by giving that hint. Oh, uh, all right. I think, I think you, you gotta, shouldn't give a hint is, unless I ask for it. Ben, this is Big Brother's strategy. This is Big Brother's strategy. You gotta put yourself in Brandon's shoes. No, why would I ever do this? Harder for me by making it seem like it's easier for me. Why? Why do you think I'm wishing on your guys' downfall? I would want you guys to get. I just think whenever we do this, this, these, this trivia, you always say things like that that make us think more than make us overthink something. Just don't say anything. Just ask the question. Don't say. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm definitely gonna keep on (laughs) saying stuff, but uh, you know, that's that's nuts. That like that conspiracy that you think I'd want you guys like not to get points, so I do better. That's wild. But that's all right. Um, <laughs> next up, Ben, is you. You'll be asking the question to Trevor. Okay, Trevor. Uh, my question for you is a college football question. And I'm sorry, but it's not in our lifetime. And I don't feel bad for asking this question in the slightest, though. So you guys will just have to suck it up. Trevor, my question is for you, and it has to deal with our beloved Bowling Green State University Falcons. They have won national championship in their fo- football program's history, Trevor. What year did they claim that national Ooh, championship? Trevor's not going to know, and I know. Oh, I didn't geez, know this. Ben. I had no idea. Okay. I would have got it way wrong if I were to, if I was asked this. The only national. So you're looking for the year of the only yep. national championship they have won. Yep, I am. Bowling Green won a national championship. They did. Oh, I thought you would have known that. <laughs> no, I just didn't think you know the year. Um, I don't know that. Um, I did not know that. So, how the heck would they have won a national championship? When? when Trevor, how do you not know this? You worked in the football stadium. Let me clue you in. Trevor, we spent a lot of time in that football stadium. How did you not know this? We walked by that flag so many times. (laughs) Let me let me explain this, Trevor. Division one used to be multiple divisions, and it was that doesn't matter. That doesn't. It does matter. We don't. We don't need to. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They have national championship. It's it's gonna be yeah. So. 
Okay. So, the only national championship for Bowling Green. I... So, you're looking for a year. So, Ben, yes, I I'm have... for a year. That's not I in have our lifetime. Like, I, have a, I have, like, 90-plus years to, yep. to choose between. Not Absolutely. really. Not really. I gave a I gave a cupcake question last week, so I had to make it a, a harder one. Honestly, Ben, oh ben I like this question a lot because we walked by the flag that says this so many times. Again, Trevor, I would have never known this. I knew they won one. I, I would have got the year way wrong, but I just wanted to see if you guys knew it. All right, Ben. So this is just incredibly difficult. It's going to be a complete shot in the dark for me. I have no idea, Ben. But I'm going to say that the year is 19, I don't know. 1971. That's my answer. All right, Trevor. Unfortunately, I'm Team Trevor, but that is incorrect. It is not 1971. Not a bad guess, though. Not a bad guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Brandon, you said you know it. Just go ahead and tell us what it is. It is 1959. Yes, that is correct. It's 1959. I can't believe you knew that, Brandon, because you always claim that you're bad with numbers. And I, I am, no but idea. Ben, Ben, we walked by that flag so many times. I know, but like, I would have thought, thought it was in the 60s. 500 times I've walked by I that flag. I thought it was flag. in the 60s. I didn't, I didn't know it was in the 50s. I thought it was like 64. I probably would have guessed. Yeah, no, no, 1959. It's technically an unclaimed championship as they were awarded it, you know, because like, they were number one at the end of the year. They went 9 0 that year. Yeah, see, Ben, I I like that question a lot. That was good trivia for people it's to know. Easy, I'm have to, I'm it's only, to it's only good because you knew the answer. No, no, no. Even if I didn't know it, it would be interesting to know the answer. That's why I like it. But I would take my half point. All right, Trevor, continue to ask probably your insanely impossible question. It can't be harder than that one. All right, Um. so here <laughs> we go. Brandon, this is a pretty, pretty simple question. Who okay. is the only undrafted quarterback to win a Super Bowl in NFL history. Oh, I think I know this oh, one. Oh, I know this yeah. one. Come on, Trevor. I, Brandon's gotten so lucky the last month. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I like this question a lot. I've gotten lucky. It's Kurt Warner. And you would be correct. The correct answer is Brandon's got, Brandon's got, a, Brandon's got, a, Brandon's got a Mickey Mouse lead This has lead been right my now. favorite week of trivia. This has been such a Mickey Mouse lead right now. This has been my... Ben, you use that term way too much. This has been my favorite week in trivia. You guys asked me two questions... That were super easy. That was awesome. I, 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 I say this a lot, but I mean it. Next, next week, I'm asking a baseball question. It's happening. I no, have to. no baseball. That's fair. You, you have to be well-knowledgeable about sports. Sorry. I don't follow baseball. Baseball stinks. Actually, if you ask baseball in like a certain time period, I can get it. But it's a pretty specific time period, if we're being honest. It's like 04 to like 2010. We'll, and we'll I find out. All right, we'll find out. All right, well that was that was the best week of uh, trivia we've ever had. I would say worst. Uh, hands, no, 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 hands down, best week of trivia that we've ever had. Let's keep it moving though, uh, because we got a lot of NFL to talk about. Um, and you know, let's quickly go over week two. Uh, we had some big games. Uh, we talked about the Chiefs last week, but you know, the Ravens blew a big lead. The Browns blew a big lead. Um, you know, who else? We we had what? What other interesting results did we have? Uh, yeah, I said the Ravens lost. Yeah, the Ravens blew a big lead. Yeah, Brandon, if you don't remember, the Ravens blew a really big <laughs> the, lead. The Raiders. The, uh, the Cowboys beat the, the Bengals. Somehow the Bengals. Are we doing a concerno meter? I feel like we should talk about like the Bengals at this point. Let's do it. They're terrible. I literally Let's made a joke. Bengals. I made a joke. Let's For the viewers it. at home, I made a joke. After the Bengals lost the first game, I was like, we were discussing what teams to put on the concerno meter and talk about if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, that's what we did. And I was talking about how... There's no reason to do the Bengals. I'm not concerned in the slightest bit. It doesn't even make <laughs> logical sense to talk about them. They lost one game. 
to the Steelers in what in overtime, I think. Um, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Now, then, now they go into Dallas, play against Cooper Rush, who outplays Joe Burrow. Okay, we have Joe Mixon running the ball 19 times for 57 yards. Um, and did the Bengals even get a touchdown? Yes, they yeah. had a touchdown. They had one offensive touchdown. Yes. Um, so at this point, there's a lot of worry going on, I, I feel like. Uh, so Ben, I'm sorry, we got to start with you. It's your team. What is your concernometer? One to ten on the Cincinnati Bengals. Your Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I have to give a number? Uh, I don't know, like a seven? Um, okay. They're not good. But I, 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 it's not even, like, upsetting, though. I told you. Like, like I don't know what – like, sorry, can't do anything about it. Like, they're just not good. I don't know what people want from me. Okay. After that, that, so that, that was just a uh, – I don't know what you want. Like, I don't have anything to say other than they're not that good. All right, well, I'll comment cool. on them. And they so, have a hard schedule. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's a very underrated thing in the NFL, and we talked about this before the season, Ben, is your schedule matters a lot. And when you come in first place – after being the last place schedule, you have vastly different games to play. You got to play the top team in every division, and it's not quite as easy. Um, and now, granted, again, we're, in, we're we, you know it's only two games in, and they didn't play two particularly great teams, and that's concerning. But that's one big thing that they are going to have to battle this year that I don't think the Bengals have battled in probably like six, seven years. They came in first place one of those years, right, in like twenty fifteen or something. Well, 2015 they did, 2013 they did. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time and under this, you know, the this staff that they have with, uh, you know, the young quarterback, Gilbert, who really has only played one year. I feel like it's, like, completely forgotten. This is his third year in the league, and he's basically played, like, 20 games. Right, Ben? I mean, he's only— No, he played, he played 10 games his first season, so he's played oh, okay. 20, 27. Okay. No, because he, he played 20 games last year. I mean, he's played a lot of games. Okay, never mind. Take that comment back. But I, I feel like we we are like very overvalued Joe Burrow as a quarterback because of last season. And he was wonderful last season. I don't think anyone is going to take that away from him. Um, but this season, there's more tape on him, of course. And defenses are going to get more accustomed to his play style. It's about how can he how he and the coaching staff can adapt. So, I mean, this has been an incredibly unimpressive start. I'm very surprised, Ben. I thought the Bengals, if you look at the AFC North, and I've been saying this, none of the four teams I think are nearly as good as, like, people put, especially their own fan bases, put them out to be. Um, and I think the Bengals are, were definitely the best of the four teams. This has been just such an unbelievable start from what should be a very high-powered offense, uh, which should be a, a, a very talent-filled defense. Um, and they really should have ability to put 30 points up on the board. And we've seen back-to-back weeks of... Um, 2017. Not, yeah, not being able to do that. Um, so, you know, unfortunately for Bengals fans and you, Ben, this has to be just an incredibly frustrating start. Um, you know, especially as, like, the organization is shifting to prepare to pay Joe Burrow, uh, see this kind of start. And, of course, it's still early. It's just two games. There's 15 more to go. Uh, the Bengals can go 15-2, and for all we know. Um, but, uh, it's definitely incredibly frustrating to see. I would put my concernometer also... At a seven, Ben. I think that is reasonable. I'm not going all the way up to a ten. I don't think they are utter garbage. I think they got to get it together a little bit. Uh, but they they do have a little bit of an uphill battle with their schedule. Well, here's what I'll say real quick before I, yeah. I can. If Trevor wants to talk about it, they can. Um, you knew their offensive line was not going to be good at the beginning of the year because they've never played together. You have four new people. Like there's one person from last year that's on their offensive line this year. 
So you knew they weren't going to be good. None of them played in the preseason. Um, and then, of course, like scheduling, they, they didn't get any favors their first two weeks. They had to go against T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons, two, two top three like edge rushers. Okay, yeah. so people are you know destroying their offensive line. But if you actually look at it in terms of run blocking, their offensive line has been fantastic. Their pass blocking has been bad, but they've gone against the two best pass rushers in the NFL. So it's like I get it; they're not playing great, but also Joe Burrow is responsible for at least half of the sacks that he's gotten. So um, I do think like I'm concerned, but it's like they're just not that they're not that great in general. And I mean they'll get better. I'm not, it's like whatever. And, it is what it is. and this is I think like another big thing. Like I hate to bring it back to this, but like I feel like Browns fans think like Watson's is going to come in and they're going to win every game. And, I mean, he hasn't played in two years of football. It is not going to be that easy. Football is so difficult. And, Ben, you make a great point. This is That offensive line is com- basically completely new. It, they're being thrown in, and they're, they're practically brand new together. And, yeah, they're individually good players, and they've been good players in the past, but does that translate to a new team, a different scheme? Uh, it's a different playbook. It's gelling together, chemistry. There's a lot that goes into it. So am I concerned? Yes, for sure. Ben, I think you share that same concern like you did. Um, but it's still very early. If we're reaching like week six or seven and they're like three and, you know, three or three and four or whatever, you know, then I will have a much higher level concern, even though seven is decently high. Um, but Joe, especially, Burrow's got to, he's got to step up. He's He's got to do a lot more than what he's doing. Um, and, you know, hopefully lead the team to, to better games for your sake. Not for my sake. I hope they lose, but, you know. In general, Trevor, any any thoughts on the Bengals? I I don't know why we went on a Bengals tangent particularly, but I, so you brought it up. So so now that you brought it up, I do kind of want to stay on this. Sorry, Ben, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have I have a question because I haven't really watched the Bengals a lot. However, so first I agree on the seven. I think that's about right. Um, I like that Brandon brought up the continuity point with the Browns. I, I've talked about it with the Broncos multiple times now, so I agree it's important to have continuity, but. My question is this, Ben, and you kind of brought it up with, like, Joe Burrow is to blame for some of these sacks. I was listening to a podcast, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. I think it was the Ringer on the show. And one of them brought up how they think Joe Burrow last year was very accustomed to and used to getting the ball out very quick because he didn't have a ton of trust in his offensive line. And they said that this year he thinks— he perceives that the offensive line is supposed to be better this year. Therefore, he is like almost more patient, and he's kind of taking more time, which is kind of maybe to some extent been the downfall. I, I haven't watched the Bengals nearly as much as you are. You're a Bengals fan. What what do you kind of think about that? It seems like a ridiculous I, concept. I mean, like it's yeah, it's one of those things. Like you're an NFL quarterback, so I don't care how comfortable. Like you have to be understand that. To yeah, I, I, that's who said that. Did, did Bill Somebody. Simmons say that? No, no, it was uh, I don't remember. It was Solak. It doesn't matter. Ruiz. But no, no, no. Um, but I'm but it does. It's not ridiculous. I'm saying like, is he more comfortable getting the ball out quick, and does that produce more success for the Bengals than him hanging in the pocket and being more susceptible to sacks? You know, I I, don't I just know. think so. Here's the here's the difference between their offense last year and this year. They, one thing was the same between their offense last year and this year. They had a terrible offensive line. The difference is last year they didn't care and they still threw it downfield. This year they have not thrown one ball downfield. Jamar Chase has not caught a pass over 20 yards. Like Joe Burrow has not completed a pass over 30, 40 yards this year. Last year they were slinging it down the field all game because they didn't care. And this year maybe it's because the defense isn't allowing them to, but they're just not taking shots. And last year, I mean, they had the most explosive offense in the NFL last year. They led the league in, in plays of 50-plus yards or whatever. And this year they just haven't done it. 
which is frustrating. And again, maybe the part of that is, well, they figure that teams aren't going to allow them to do that, so they're going to be more methodical with it, short passes, but now the offensive line is not even letting them do that. I don't know. It, it's frustrating. I'm honestly tired of talking about it, but... Well, <laughs> well, I something else to say, but I you're on a sports curious. podcast. You're going to have to... Trevor, I, I think whoever said that, it's what a ridiculous thing to say, in my opinion, because you these teams game plan. Like, they understand the talent they have. I don't understand what the guy's like, oh, he thinks he has a better offensive line, so he's going to wait more time. It's ridiculous. He's going to try to get the ball out and do, go through his reads like every quarterback does. I don't see how having, like, a better offensive line, like, you mentally are like, I'm going to be more patient. I feel like every quarterback's going to be like, I have a great offensive line. They can block, and they just do what they need to do to win. And getting the ball out earlier in general is good. Like, that's, like, a, a huge stat people look at is how quick the, the quarterback can, you know, get the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how quick can receivers get open? How how much can the, the line block uh, to, to allow, you know, three seconds versus four seconds of time? I don't know how him having, like, like I just don't understand that opinion of, like, he thinks that he has a better offensive line, so he's waiting longer. I don't fully buy into that. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, I, I think last year their offense was just super electric, and they also had young guys that they there wasn't a lot of NFL tape on. So I, I think okay. it's... it's it's very different. Now, Ben, you did say something about the run offense, right? About how they've been doing a better job run blocking, but they, they've been running horribly. Uh, game. Well, if you look at individual PFF grades by you know by offensive linemen, they've actually, none of them, I think they've all been above average. Well, like I don't Mixon, know about the actual production of Mixon. I yeah, I about that. to say, Mixon, he's averaged under four yards a carry both games. He's gotten... Well, I, again, I'm, I'm just talking about individual players. They're actually... They're graded as pretty solid run blocks. All right, I can, I can, I can take that. All right, let's let's get off the Bengals. Let's not. Yeah, let's I'm not, tired of. I'm tired of talking. About let's, not, let's not uh, destroy Ben anymore. Let's talk about my Ravens. You know, let's let's talk about uh, something really, else. That, do we have to? <laughs> what do you mean? Do we have to? They they were up by thirty, and and lost. Can we just talk about the Dolphins then instead? Quickly. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of it is on the Ravens and what happened. I think that you look at. And I know I talk about this a lot, but the the Ravens injuries are just destroying them, and it's continuing destroying them uh every touchdown all four of the touchdowns that the Dolphins had in the fourth quarter three of them were on blown coverages and all four of the touchdowns Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey were not out there on um Humphrey has a groin injury that he's re-aggravated he is active playing today and Peters is still getting through his ACL or ankle whatever he his major injury was last year um and that was his first game back and they took him out in the fourth because he wasn't feeling it and I think it's tough because, you know, at some point, I keep on saying if the Ravens are fully healthy or at least regular amount of health in terms of their good players, um, you know, they're going to be one of the better teams. And at some point, I'm I'm just making excuses, you know? And I feel like we're past the making excuses phase, and it's just ridiculous that this is happening. You know, if, if obviously stuff happens, like players get hurt, and that's fine. But like if Humphrey and Peters are out there, we need them out there in not allowing four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's, that's That can't happen. That just cannot happen. Um, the Ravens invested in all these cornerbacks. We have Kyle Fuller, who's out for the year now. Uh, Pepe Williams uh, got hurt in, in this game. Um, and we have Brand Stevens hurt in this game. So it's just like, it's too much. And it's like, when is this going to stop? Um, I think Tua played amazing. I think Tua has a lot of weapons over there. And that offense is very good. And it seems like potentially today he's going to have a good, you know, do a great job against a Bills defense that's just obliterated by injuries. Uh, their starting uh, secondary, I read for you guys before the podcast started, uh, has a combined three starts uh, because all their guys are out. So Tua is definitely in for another great game. 
Um, and, you know, you look at, like, the Ravens. The Ravens have no rushing attack at all outside of Lamar Jackson. Outside of Lamar Jackson, I think they had, like, 16 carries for, uh, let me do some quick math, 24, 29, 37 yards, uh, which is pretty terrible. So, the Ravens got an uphill battle. The AFC North is just not that great. The Browns aren't that great. The Steelers aren't that great. The Ravens aren't that great. And apparently the Bengals aren't that great. So, a lot going on in, in that game. Any other games that you two want to talk about, we can get out of the AFC North um, so, to discuss. So, Ben, you you can mention what you have. Because I wanted to go to the NFC. But, Ben, do you have any specific games you want to talk about? No, let's just go to the NFC. Okay, so ben, I wanted to... Ben is, ben is mentally checked out. We, we just revived his, his Bengals sadness. He is mentally checked. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> well, well, let's well, let's move. I, I kind of want to talk about the Jags, but we we can scrap that. Uh, let, let's talk about the NFC though, because I think the NFC is really interesting. I think it's very wide open, and yeah. I'm not sure who can win it. I mean, you have the Bucks, who have had a really good start on defense, but the offense has had issues, injuries to the receivers, O line has questions. Uh, you have the Packers. The Packers' offensive line, also some injuries there. Devontae Adams is gone. The run game's really good, but um, the passing game, a little questionable. You have the 49ers. I mean, Trey Lance just got injured. Now they have Jimmy G. Their offensive line has issues. The Rams have looked just, I would say, straight bad. They almost lost the Atlanta Falcons. So just going down the line, like the Eagles have looked pretty good. They could be a contender. But I think it's so wide open, and I really don't have a good answer to who could win the NFC, but Ben, I, I kind of want to get your take on this. Do you have like a, a feeling on who you think will win the NFC right now? What, what do you think about this? No, so what, what, I'm on ESPN right now, and I just basically looked at their. I'm looking at the NFC like conference standings, and every single team, I can feel like I can find a reason. I'm like, ah, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Nah, they won't win the Super Bowl. And then you get, like you go up to the AFC, and it's like, well, yeah, you got the Chiefs and the Bills, but NFC's tough, and we knew that going in. Like we knew the NFC going in wasn't going to be as strong. It was maybe going to be more of an even. Um, conference because of the the lack of star power but I, there's not one team it's early but there's not one team that I have a lot of confidence in I still think the Rams are gonna be fine um I mean I guess they blew it they they should have lost not sure but they almost lost to the Falcons they got destroyed by the Bills but I think they'll be okay um the Packers are are still gonna be decent but I mean if you're looking like I don't have faith in the Giants are two and I no way I don't have faith in them the Vikings don't have a lot of faith in them the 49ers don't have a lot of faith in them the tight or they no, not the Tigers, the Lions, the Bears, no, the Saints, no. There's like there's a lot of teams that I can easily check off my list, and really when it comes down to it, if you're looking at the NFC, there's only maybe three teams, four teams that I have any sort of confidence in, and that is the the Packers, the Rams, and then I guess to a, a higher degree the Bucks and the Eagles from what we've seen. But even the Eagles, it's one it's one of those things like I was not super high on Jalen Hurts going into this year, and yes, he's cre- he's played great in two games, but it's been two games. Let's not crown him the the top whatever quarterback in the NFL. Um, let's not say he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Like let's let's calm down. It's been two games. If he continues to play like this, then absolutely, I have no issue saying that he's fantastic. Um, but the Eagles, I, I just I want to see consistency out of them. I do think that they're still a fairly young team. I think there's going to be games this year where they look terrible, and there's going to be games like the first two where they look great. So the Eagles have a hard time finding. Fire, you know, being confident, saying, "Oh, they're the best team in the NFC." But then Trevor, the last team, the Bucks. Well, they don't have anybody playing offense. Tom Brady's throwing to Scotty Miller and a bunch of nobodies. Um, the only reason I know who Scotty Miller is because he went to BG. So Tom Brady's got nobody to throw to. So really, I don't have faith in any of these teams in the NFC. I seriously, if I had, if you, if you had to ask me right now, put money on it, who's winning 
the Super Bowl, there is zero teams that I'd feel confident putting money on from the NFC. And that's just my honest opinion. Okay, Ben, if I, if I, if I really am making you pick, who, who okay. are you picking? I'm, I'm making The Philadelphia you. Eagles. I'm, I'm picking the Philadelphia really? Eagles just based off of that. Yes, I am. Okay. Now, hold on. Do the Bucks are the Bucks? What receivers on the Bucks are healthy? Are, yeah, if you're yeah. giving me a full full health, full strength Bucks, if you're giving me Mike Evans and um, what's his face Godwin, then yeah, sure. But neither of them are playing today, so it's like I don't know. I think from what I've seen in two games, I think I'd rather have the the Eagles with Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady in the Bucks. Okay, Brandon, I'm I'm making you pick who's winning the NFC. I mean, the Eagles look the best. Um... I think here here's the thing though. Like right now I'm gonna say the Eagles, but I think that's the simpleton answer. You know, you yeah, look at Huh? I said you're right, it is. I, I think if you look at the Bucks, the Bucks have more talent, but it's a question of can they get their injuries in check. The offensive line seems abysmal. Uh can Evans, can Julio, can Godwin stay healthy? Um That's gonna be the question. Can Fortnite return to his stature that he was at last year? Uh and can Brady get it together collectively in his life. Um, and I, I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think the Rams are still a very good team. I think we're all sleeping on the Rams a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think there will be other teams that emerge here. Do you want to know one team that I really believe is good, like I actually believe is a good team, is the you, Detroit Lions. Yeah. I think I have the greatest <laughs> bet of all time with you, Trevor, between the Lions and Panthers, which we will talk about very shortly. I think the Lions could legitimately make the playoffs. Like, legitimately make the playoffs. From last year being atrociously bad to, like, actually being playoff contenders. If you look at their division, the Vikings are good, but the Packers aren't great. The Bears aren't great. They can easily get a wild card spot. So, I, I, if I have to put an answer today, I'm saying the Eagles. Um, but it's not a very talent-filled NFC at the moment at all, Trevor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been going back and forth on my answer. Ultimately, I think my answer is Tampa. I think it's the Bucks. Um, you could say it's bias there, but I try to be, I try to like, uh, like on purpose go against that bias. But I think they are probably the safest bet um, just because the defense has looked as good as it does. And if they are healthy, I think their offense will be able to get it together enough to be, I mean, to be better than some of these other teams. Now, at the end of the day, it really just comes down to matchups. Like, the Bucks are playing the Packers today. I think the Bucks have the Packers number. I think the Bucks are going to beat the Packers today. And I think 90% of the time, if the Bucks are playing the Packers, regardless of where the game is, I think the Bucks are going to win that game. Now, if you tell me the Bucks are playing the Saints, even though the Saints, in general, aren't a very good team, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as confident. If you tell me the Bucks are playing the San Francisco 49ers, I don't know. I think San Francisco 49ers have a pretty good pass rush. I'm a little worried about that matchup. I think the 49ers might beat the Bucks if they played in the playoffs. But I think overall, I think the Bucks have a slight edge on teams like the Eagles, the Niners, the Packers, and the Rams. Um, I think those are probably, I think it's probably like a top five. Like Bucks, Packers, Niners, Rams, Eagles. Um, I would say that's probably the top five. You know, you could even argue Minnesota, but I would not after what I saw last week from Minnesota. Minnesota is the most confusing, most like, uh, just like never bet on Minnesota. They are such a confusing team. I don't know what to believe with them. Um, so they're they're just a strange team. But yeah, I mean, I, I can I, I agree that the Eagles have looked probably the best so far. 
But yeah, at the end of the day, I think the Bucks would be my bet if you're making me pick. All right, well, any other NFL-related topics we want to talk about before we kind of look at our SVP bets? Uh, give a little update on that. No, I think I'm good. All right, perfect. Let's get to SVP bets. Um, so let's let's start off with uh, the one that we're all doing, okay? Uh, which is, we're you know, one of the bets we have is who can get closest to the average uh, NFL, you know, uh, how do I say this? Average NFL points per, per week. Or per game, yes, thank you, per game. So, so excuse me. So, I guess 22.9. Trevor, you guess 22.4. And Ben, you guess 22.2. Who would like to guess what the current number is? It's been two weeks. Who cares? Well, we're giving an update. <laughs> what do you mean, who cares? I care. Who would like to guess what the current number it is? Now you're guessing, Ben. Um, I want you to guess. No, not you, Trevor. Ben, you're guessing. I think it's pretty high. Um, I, I was going to say low, but I guess I've watched the Bengals two weeks in a row, so that's why I think it's low. Uh, 22.1. Okay. Um, that would technically be low, according to our guesses. Uh, Trevor, what do you think? I think it's like 24, 23 and a half. I don't know. Um, all right, so the answer is 21 and a half. So oh, at the moment, if it ended today, Ben, you would win at the moment. Um, but okay, let's go through our individual bets. Trevor, let's go through ours first, because I, I, I'm just robbing you of money, it seems like. Uh, the, our bet between me and Trevor was who would win more games between the Lions and Panthers. Um, if there is a tie, it is between their head-to-head matchup, which will happen later this season. Uh, the Panthers, I think, are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're awful. Like, they are a bottom 3-4-5 team, in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, like... Who's better between them and the Falcons? I mean, the Falcons almost beat the Saints. That's something, you know. Um, and the Panthers, I guess they almost beat the Browns, which maybe that's something, too. Browns are 2-1, and one, so maybe that's something. But I don't know if I think the Browns are all that great. Um, you know, there's only one, you know, there's probably like six or seven 0-2 teams. The Panthers are one of them. The Lions are 1-1. One one. The Lions almost beat the Eagles. Uh, and then they beat the the Commanders last week, which really you know is whatever. Uh, Trevor, what do you? How do you feel about your bet right now? Yeah, so I mean, looking at the Panthers' first two weeks, they had they lost to the Browns twenty six to twenty four at home. Obviously, the 50, 58, 59 yard field goal, whatever it was, fifty eight yarder, uh, to beat them very close to winning that game. The Giants they lose nineteen sixteen, very close. Probably could have went the other way very easily. Um, now, on the surface, which team looks better at the moment? I agree, the Lions look better at the moment. They they played close to the Eagles. They scored 35 points on the Eagles. Jared Goff looks like he's, you know, he's he's at least, like, competent. You know, like, he looks fine. He looks better than Baker, I would say. Um, and their offense is putting up points. They put up 35 points in the first game. They put up 36 points in the second game. So their offense is certainly better mm-hmm. than the Panthers' offense. Yeah. That's they're, no, no they're tied for the that. third most po- points in the league. Yeah. So their offenses look surprisingly really solid, actually. Not surprising um, actually at all. Surprising to me. But on the defensive side of the ball, no, it's a little bit different. And and they're playing different caliber teams. One of them played the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the best off offense out of all four offenses. Um, these teams have played, right? You were comparing the Eagles offense to the Browns, Giants, Washington. Obviously, the Eagles are the best. They scored 38 points on them. Then they hold Washington 27. So overall, the Lions look like the better team. They're 1-1. And I think the difference between this bet, 
was always going to come down to like winning these close games. Like here or there, you find a way to win. I I don't know if I'd say the Lions are going to make the playoffs, but it's possible, right? So I still think these teams are pretty close, but at the end of the day, I think if you're getting these close wins, if you're pulling them out, then your team's probably going to win more games. And the Lions currently have one win. The Carolina Panthers have zero wins. So, yeah, I mean, right now you look you look like, like you're doing better. Now, today the Panthers have the Saints at home. It's a must win. In order for me to have to, to want to win this bet, the Panthers have to beat the Saints today. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this bet is highway robbery. I think I was robbing you. Uh, straight up. I can't even believe you took this bet. I couldn't believe when you did it before, but now I feel like more proof is in the pudding here. The Lions one of the better teams. They are. They they maybe not top ten, but they're in the bottom they're they're in the top half of the league. The Panthers are a bottom team. Um but okay. Uh Ben, what was our bet? I don't even remember. You want me to remember? You think I remember? Trevor, what was our bet? I, I got it. So it was your guys' bet was Justin Herbert versus Josh Allen total passing touchdowns. And Brandon, you had Herbert, I believe, and I believe Ben had Josh Allen. All right, Josh Allen is at seven, Ben, uh, and Herbert is at six. So they are they are pretty close now. Uh, if Her- Herbert doesn't play, I about to say something out though. No, no, that happens. Stuff happens. That's not fair though. No, no, that stuff happens. I think Injuries. I think it's fine. I don't think that's they happen. Uh, okay, <laughs> so, so what, what? What would we do? I don't know. All but right. Like, what if he's out for like multiple games? That's not fair. Uh, we you could should, do average touchdown per healthy, game. Do you want to change it to that, Ben? Average touchdown we per could, game. I guess we could do average touchdown per game. I, sure, I, I'd be down with that. I think that's fine. That's fine. We can do that. Nevertheless, you'd still be in the lead as uh, Allen is. Uh, he has seven and two games, and Herbert has six and two games. Uh, and Allen has thrown like 15 less passes, 13 less passes to be exact. Um, so Ben, that's looking decent for you. I think uh, it's, it's still pretty close to 50, 50, but that, that, that's, it's looking decent. All right. What is your guys' bet? It's, it's Burrow versus Brady, Brady right? Brady. Oh, I, yikes. I know Burrow has three. I don't know how many Brady has. Brady has two. I don't think anyone would expect those two numbers to be said, but yeah, that, that is bad. three verse two and Burrow has thrown 28 more passes. Uh, do you guys want to do the same thing where it's average per game instead of total? I mean, I really don't care, to be honest. But if, yeah, if Ben's either. adamant about the per game, then I'll do it. Well, I think average per game might actually help Tom Brady in that situation because Tom Brady has a better ability to go off for like five or six touchdowns, I feel like, than Burrow does. But maybe not with his receivers, actually. I, 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 don't, I don't care. Let's I just mean, keep it. Let's keep I it. think we should do I don't total touchdowns, to be honest. That's fine. But. That's fine with me. If somebody gets hurt, we'll, we'll change. I don't know. It's if whatever. someone gets hurt, they get hurt, and then another person wins. Like you know. I just think I'm I'm refusing to give money for somebody's dinner if if like Joe Burrow misses half the season because that's BS. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Then do average average per game, average per game. Fine, whatever. Let's hope <laughs> let's hope they don't miss games because that would kind of ruin the bet a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if they don't miss games, then then it is. Why don't we kind of play it by year a little bit? Because if they don't miss games, <sighs> let's just do total touchdowns. Whatever. But, like, if, 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 let's say Burrow misses five games, and it's, you know, like, obviously you can't do it then. Then it could be average per game. I feel like that's reasonable. All right. SBP bets wrapped up. Seems like I'm, hey, Trevor, I'm going to destroy you in our bet, and the other two bets look close. It's not over yet. No, it's it's already over. So, like this upcoming week, um, games we are looking forward to. Um, number one, I would have to say, let's see... I think there's only two good games, in my opinion. This All week. right, what are they? What are they? 
well, Packers, Bucks, um, and then Bills, Dolphins. Those are the only two games that, that stand out to me. I think the rest are kind of just like, eh, whatever. Well, if you look at the Bills, the Bills' entire defense is out. So I'm interested to see how they can, you know, well, then cope it should, with Then that. it should be a close game because I think if the Bills were healthy, they would be way better than the Dolphins. Yeah, no, I agree. So it'll be an interesting game to see how that one goes. Um, and let's see what else is, is interesting here. I don't know. I feel like this is a little more of a down week. We do have Titans Raiders. I feel like those are two not bad teams that are both 0-2. Yeah. Um, and the Raiders especially I don't think are a bad team. Uh, Bengals, Ben, 0-2, playing the Jets. should be a That's winnable a terrible game. game. It should be a it's winnable a, game. It's just a gross game. I hope nobody has to watch that game. <laughs> You're going to watch I will have game. to watch that game. I know I have to watch that game, but I hope nobody else has to. Um, and other good news here in Cleveland, the Ravens are on TV. So I think, I don't know, Trevor, anything else you want to mention before we wrap up the pod today? Well, I mean, we, we don't know, again, we don't know with Justin Herbert's health, but it, assuming right. Justin Herbert plays, I think Jaguars-Chargers is a fun game. I, I can't wait for that game, actually. I mean, seeing Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert uh, go against each other, I think the Jaguars have a real shot to win the AFC South. In fact, I think I would pick them to win the AFC South. Um, as of now, that's something I wanted to talk about today. But I, I, the Jags, the way they played last week, they're looking decent. You know, we'll see. We need more evidence. But I think this is going to be a fun game. So I'm very excited for Jaguars, Chargers, and also Pats, Ravens. I anytime the Patriots and the Ravens play each other, Brandon, I think it's I think it's uh, you know an exciting matchup. I really do. Yeah. So well, even Dobbins though the Pats aren't today. as good. J.K. Dobbins is playing, uh, Nick Boyle's healthy, both Humphrey and Peters are playing, and maybe That's healthy, maybe you. not. Supposedly, you know, according to the pro football doctor, Dobbins isn't going to be healthy, like fully healthy for quite a while. So don't think we'll see him too, too much this game. Might be the Mike Davis show for the Ravens, um, and this might be an uphill battle for the Ravens as well, even though the Patriots are really not that good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll kind of wrap the pot up there for today, uh, if that's good with you guys. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Of course, follow us on Twitter at the Small Bar so you can keep up to date with all of our podcasts go live. Um, this Wednesday at 7:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be back with another AA team with Aaron and Avery, uh, which will be a wonderful episode. Then this uh, up or, oh no 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 this Monday also we have the final episode of Five Seconds of Fame podcast recapping this entire Big Brother season. Uh, tonight is the finale, so so uh, if you're listening to this you know today on Sunday the 25th, uh, then you know go watch Big Brother. Um, but yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.